energy. Positive push. What's up, guys? Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Hello, 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 hello. That is Michelle. Oh, and th- that's Sam. Oh, did you like the little twist I put on there? No. You didn't? No. It's interactive. It's trying to get people interacted. Well, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, well, all right. Hit pause. Click. I didn't hit click. I know. Everyone might may have heard your squeaky chair. Is that what's doing that? This is a broken chair again. What did you do to the chair? You remember the fucking wheel came out originally? And then I duct taped a tennis or a golf ball underneath there instead of just buying a wheel. You did that? No, I don't remember this. That's not a smart idea. It worked for how eight nine months? How in the hell would it would a tennis ball? Uh, it tennis wasn't ten- ball. a golf a, ball. Oh, a golf ball. I was thinking a ping pong ball the entire time. No, so I was golf like, There's ball. no way that that would have sustained. I, I t- <laughs> itself. I agree. Under the weight of you for eight to nine months. So I, yeah, a golf ball that makes more sense. I took a golf ball, and then I took a like a Coke bottle cap, and I put it the golf ball on the cap, and then I duct taped that whole thing underneath one of the chair legs to act as a wheel. But it has since ripped itself off, and now it's back to falling over. Oh, it didn't fall over. So, how much do you think one of those wheels would cost from a home improvement store? Like uh, three bucks? Not much. I just never think about it. Okay. I'm. That's what I want to do. Okay. That's the goal in life, is to buy one chair wheel. Well, I think that that is something that you can accomplish pretty easily. Uh, well, it's on my goals list. All right. I don't have a goals list. <laughs> I do. It's one item long to buy a wheel for a chair. Well, I hope that you complete that one life goal that you have. I still have yet to uh, come up with a life goal, so I guess my life goal is to come up with a life goal. There you go. Woo-wee. You started your list. Oh, ah! <laughs> I'm in a early echoed two, in the room. I'm in an early two thousands <laughs> wow. uh hippity hoppity song. Hippity hoppity bippity boppity yo yo yo. What the whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. That's kinda parliament funkadelic kinda too. It's kind of In fact, I know this song called uh The Funkness Monster. Oh, I think I may have heard of this song before. And I'm pretty sure I hear a lady in that song going, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I think I may have heard that song before. It does ring a bell. I I think you may have. Ooh, the funkness monster. I thought you were going to go, ooh, baby, I think I love you from head to toe. No, I don't think I ever choose to sing that song. Is that Paula? If anything, I'd be like, Ooh, baby, I love you way <laughs> every day. Wow, it's just one reminder of her. Wanna be with you night and day. What do you uh, have? Who sings that song? Is that Frampton? I think that's Frampton. You are touching things I again. No, I heard it go out and I moved it to try and get it back inconspicuously and it didn't work. No, I moved it and I heard it go out and then. Because you moved it. Well, I moved the arm. I'm allowed to move the arm. Are you? Or should I you? should be. That's why I bought the fucking thing. I thought, so it, you didn't have to have a stand next to you, not so you could constantly touch it and play with well, it. Well, I mean, it, it helps to do this. It helps you be comfortable in the podcast I arena. I don't like comfort. <laughs> That's why I'm here. 
putting myself through these reviews, these weeks and weeks of listening to your music. I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> Just kidding. This actually, this was this week wasn't it was okay. For a second there, I thought Donna almost showed up. Who's Donna? You don't remember that bitch that threw you off the chair during the Dawn of the Dead I episode? remember Dawn. I don't know who Donna oh, sorry. is. Sorry. Donna must have must have been her sister. I have a poor memory. I can fuck up a name every once Donna in a while. Donna Dead. Yeah, Donna, Donna of the Dead. Wait, that's what it was? Was it Donna the porn version that I found later? Donna of the Dead. I don't know, but you remember. That's what it was. You tell me. I never saw the porn. I just saw the picture of it. I never saw the porn, just little <laughs> clips. I remember. Here and there. Clips. I remember one time seeing a meme online. Oliver, stop scratching up the ramp, man. He doesn't know any better. Uh, Look at you. Come here. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I remember seeing a meme or something on the intranets where it was a oh fuck, miracle or no nightmare on Twink Street. You remember that? No. I told you about it. And it was like, it's a gay porno n- nightmare on Twink Street. And I thought it was. Well, I'm sorry. I don't remember this. Well, it was fucking hysterical. And then I went to look it up to send a picture to Mel. Because I thought it had been hysterical to send him this. And when I looked up Nightmare on Twing Street, I didn't realize that I was going to see like the unfiltered box images. Yeah, I remember this part. Where it's like two dudes spread eagle on the back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was a, uh, was a shock to the eyes, man. For for people who are, don't usually who don't see. don't watch gay pornography. Yeah. yeah. I don't see, uh, it's not common for me to see a guy fucking another guy in missionary position, which no. is always, which has been unusual to me since the first time I saw that. You know what? I've, I didn't realize that men did that. I, I assumed for whatever reason that, that men on men sex was always doggy style until the first time I saw man on man, uh, mission missionary. And I was just like, this is crazy, <laughs> but I, it's not crazy. No, it's not crazy at all. I've just never even thought of it. Because I'm a simple-minded fool. <laughs> well, I'm sure you also didn't sit around thinking about the mechanics of How gay sex. How do gay men have either. sex? Yeah. Um, I've never actually seen male, male penetration in my entire life. Where the fuck have you been living? This is the age of the internet. How have you not stumbled upon that? I avert myself from it. Uh, you're also not friends with Bobby Fouts. No. Yeah, there have been times when uh when he would turn on his like Roku some channel or something through his <laughs> uh, computer and then and you see a fast glimpse. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I would see like porno. I wouldn't There are multiple times when I've seen Bobby's gay porno pop up i've never actually seen i've seen like like the pictures on miracle or nightmare i keep saying miracle on twink street i'm sure there's one of those too pictures on your mirror of men on (laughs) men love it's like the only thing i've seen is like little pictures of like guys spreading their butthole and being like i'm a little naughty man and spitting into it (sighs) (laughs) i'm not a fan of spitting into buttholes no matter what Gender you be. I don't really like the idea of spitting inside anyone's holes. Oh, like 
It could even I'm be a mouth. Fuck this all. Ooh, like a spitting. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a spittoon. A spittoon. I couldn't think of what it was called. I knew it was a spit something, but I wasn't gonna be like spittuli. You know, it's my favorite. Spittuli? It's my favorite scent. That sounds like a sandwich. Oh, I think it sounds like a patchouli it does, scent. It does. You're it's right. like a. Uh, it's like a redneck hillbilly. A redneck hillbilly clone. Oh. Spittuli. <laughs> It smells like patchouli with like a scent of tobacco Skull spit. Or mint smell. Ugh. Yeah, like chew spit. Yeah. Hey, man. You what smell you, like a man. What you wearing? Well, you know what I'm wearing. I'm wearing spittouli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think here soon in my life, just as, a, as a, for science, I guess I got to see a penis in a man's butthole just to... Knock that off the list. I would say that you should. You are a 33-year-old man. It is 2019. It is almost the Roaring Twenties. Uh-huh. I'm not even sure I've seen... It's going to be the Roaring Twenties again. Do you the realize ro- we're, roaring 20s. we're going to come back around to the Roaring Twenties oh, in a year? Are you going to be It's going to be the Twenties. Are you going to be a... What do they fucking call it? A uh, What did they call girls back in the day that... Whores? <laughs> no, the girls that were like... Flappers? Flappers. You gonna be a flapper? My little flapper wife? Just flapping in the wind. Yeah, I can technically do that without any clothes on. (laughs) God damn it. I've got two low-hanging fucking yams hanging off my chest. (laughs) You just called your tits yams. Well, I mean... I I call them sweet potatoes. They're they're much bigger than any sweet potato I've ever fucking seen. I I have like they're much bigger than any yam I've ever seen. Oh yeah, they're fucking. It's like a large cantaloupe. <laughs> Each one is a large cantaloupe. It's it like is a small watermelon. <laughs> Gross. My mom ate watermelons a lot when she was pregnant with me. Is that why you hate them? Is that why you don't like watermelons? I don't know, but um, maybe that's why I have watermelons on my chest. <laughs> So when you, she did not she eat watermelons when she was pregnant she, with my sister. She swallowed the seeds and they ended up sprouting on your chest. I guess so. Because my mom doesn't have big boobs and my sister does not have big boobs. But I also don't look like anyone on my mom's side of the family. I look like my dad's side and we are big ladies. You're doing a dance in the chair. You were doing a big ladies chair dance. Well, it's positive energy. I have to embrace. Is that the new thing? And change. Um, It is when I'm... Hanging out with you a lot of times, especially getting ready to do a podcast, I feel like there's a little bit of like irritation that happens regularly. So I wrote positive energy real big before we started and underlined it multiple times and took some deep breaths. And here I am, positive energy. This is how we get through this, guys. You you make me sound like I'm horrible. Positive energy. (laughs) Well, you're the one doing all the technical stuff. So you you are the one who gets irritated. I'm just sitting here waiting. So then I'm just like, hey, what's up? And you're like this. And I'm like, you know, like, do you want to, is this going to take too long, essentially? And you're like, no, it's it's not even going to be five more minutes. (laughs) I like how you coat what you said. It went like this. Are you sure we don't need to do this tomorrow? Because you had asked me earlier. Because I thought maybe you were tired. You woke up from a nap. I was just getting a playlist. Did I say need to? Or I said, do you want to do this tomorrow? 
doesn't it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, you just you like that bring Bill Murray back thing. What I said. Just you just matter. said you wanted to bring back what I said because no one will believe you. No one will ever believe you. Me? Yeah. I I am a I'm a liar. It's not true though because uh, people will always believe you. Everyone thinks I'm a cunt, so they'll I'm never a- believe me. <laughs> they'll never believe me. We're both truthful people, though. We're both truthful to almost a. Uh... Yeah, but there's a difference between being truthful and just being kind of a curmudgeon. A curmudgeon. I love that word. That's why you are one, I suppose. I'm not a curmudgeon. I would disagree. That's crazy. You are an old curmudgeon. Get off my lawn. I'm going to bed at falling asleep at fucking 8 p.m. sort of person. I did go to bed at 9 the other night. You regularly fall asleep on the couch between 8 and 9 o'clock. And and then argue with me to go to bed. And then I did watch a person walk by with their dog today. (laughs) Up the front window the whole time. Like, you better not let that dog shit on the lawn. And they didn't. But I watched him the whole time. What are you talking about? Today I watched a person walk by the house with a dog. You were saying I get off my lawn? Yeah. I actually watched a person walk by with their dog today. And to you, make sure they didn't you let were the, the dog one. shit on the lawn. I thought you made it I thought oh, excuse me. it was sounding like you were saying something else. That no. you were watching someone watch someone be like, You better not let that dog shit on my lawn. Oh no. I was the one who was saying you better not shit on my lawn. But I have good reason. I was getting dropped off here the other day by a Karema and uh I saw that dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn. And I don't know if she picked it up. I just came in the house. Oh, is it one of the ladies who walk their dogs, their dog around? It's a newer lady. I haven't seen this one around. It's like a little little dog again. You know, there was the lady with the broken leg that was walking around for a long time. Vaguely. That she, little white dog. Is she the one that you think is in a relationship? One I think is in a relationship. I don't remember this at all. Who do I think is in a relationship? I don't know. I thought there was some like lesbian couple, couple <sighs> living over there. Is that you're talking about the ones who walk the dog? I don't know who you're talking about. I'm lost. That's not surprising. Lost in the wind. I say a lot of things. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and then I'll be like, you said this, and then you'll argue me and be like, no, I didn't. I'll be like, yeah, you <laughs> fucking did. And you'll be like, I remember what I said. No, I don't. I say a lot of stuff. Okay, so we listened to an album this week, and it was a Sam pick. It was a me pick. And it was something that I think is kind of newer to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got into this maybe less than a year ago. All right, so what is this? This album is Devo. I always forget what the album's called. Freedom of Choice. Freedom of Choice. We listened to Freedom of Choice. Yeah, I listened to this. It was Sam's choice to listen to Freedom of Choice, but he forgot. (laughs) I can't remember the name of this album ever. I had to look it up when I told Tom originally. I had to look it up when I told you at the end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I would have to just type in Devo when I'd search it to listen to it and then just find the album. I just can't fucking remember it for some reason. So is this the only Devo album that you're really familiar with? Um, This is the only one I'm familiar with from front to back, yeah. Because I got in a little area where I would just listen to everything with distortion and fast drums so much that I was getting kind of bored. I've said it on the podcast before. that I understand. All extreme all the time can get boring to me now. Okay. So, and... 
with watching a lot of comedy and getting weirder and weirder and loving things that are just stupid for no reason more and more. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want stupid music. And you know, the other thing that got me into this was uh, the Sloppy Boys. <laughs> that album, it was weird, so I wanted to find more weird music. I came here to rock, so you wanted to find rock that wasn't just heavy distortion, pretty much repetitive drum beats. So then I was it's like, yeah, I'll try a Devo. World, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I think I just, I just listened to this album a bunch of times, just because I was like, I think I'm gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Then I just got to listen to it a bunch, and then I ended up liking it. All right, why so don't that's you... what happened. I just made an avalanche of books happen. Okay. Is it going to keep you from pushing play on your phone? It's going to drive me crazy that the chair's not going to move. There, I moved the avalanche of books. Okay, why don't right. we uh, so. get into this album by Devo. Do you have First facts? Track. Like when I do. it came out and things? I do, but I mean... I do. 1980, so we weren't born yet? No, this album is five and a half years older than me, yeah. at least. May 16th. Yes. 1980. Uh, I don't know which album it was in order of things. I'm guessing like fourth. I think it said it's the third. Third? Okay, that would make sense too. All right, here we go. The first track. Girl You Want. Third studio album. What I read earlier is that this was actually a big uh, change in their sound. This album is when they decided to go more into this like synthetic synthesizer type sound. New wave. Yeah, they definitely started... Because I listened to the first album uh, as well. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called right now because I can't remember album names. I can't remember fucking anything. Um... But that one's like I think they I think they would have always gone with this more sound But they just didn't have the stuff So I think like They had keyboards and stuff But I think It was bare bones Just because it was bare bones for them Do they still sound like this? I think I'll even more techno I tried to listen to later Devo albums and it doesn't really interest me because it got even more techno. Yeah, more electronic sounding. I mean, I think a lot of people that know me would be surprised that I would enjoy this. Yeah, but this album is different. Like, this song is groovy. And I I mean, I hate to say this as a positive thing, because usually when I see a commercial that has a song that I like, I feel like it's been tainted. But it sounds like commercial worthy. Like it's been in a commercial. Like it's something that you could like hear regular regularly. Yeah. It's got a nice, I don't know, just got a nice, interesting sound. And it's still essentially just rock music. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's such a huge span of rock music. I would almost say that rock music is the most. Uh. Like if it were a tree, it would have the most branches. I agree with I that. I would think in any of any other genre. I agree with that. Like you can get rap into rock, you can get reggae into rock, you can get all these other things into folk. rock. Funk rock, folk rock, yeah. punk rock, death rock, all this stuff. You can't really go like reggae is pretty much reggae. I don't want to offend reggae people because I don't really know anything about reggae, but I mean 
I would call that more. The reggae I heard, it's pretty much just this is reggae. Same with death metal. Death metal's death metal. I think I also like this too because even though it's digital in things, it's real drums, it's a real guitar, and even the digital instruments. They aren't being programmed by a drone to be perfectly quantized and on the beat exact. So it's like, it's still human. It feels human even mm-hmm. though it's digital. Yeah. And I like that a lot more. Well, it, yeah, it was, well, it was released in 1980. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They had sequencers and stuff then. They could have programmed things, but. They just didn't quite overdo things. Like no, they do now. I yeah. would say nowadays everything is literally like I'm, I'm waving as if people can see me. It's like chopped into perfect sections, and they do what they call quantizing. They can take your drums, like if you do a drum track and like your kick drum is just slightly off, they'll quantize the whole thing, and it'll literally move the kick tone to where it needed to be. So I mean. <clears throat> and let's not forget auto-tune, which has been completely yeah. used by people who apparently don't know how to hit notes at all on their own because people who have put that on really thick and that's just like their vocal uh-huh. sound. Yeah. Horrid. <clears throat> Horrid. You know, auto-tune wasn't even created to do that either. It was created to just tweak things here and there. Like, mm-hmm. Say you get this really great emotional performance. Out of something, but it's just one note, just one little note. It's, it's just flat. slightly flat. Yeah, I have no problem with a program going in and just Tweaking. nudging that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I also don't have a problem with like uh, Jeff Smirdel. He would uh, record uh, marimbas and stuff. Yeah, and if those were off key, like you know, if it's a piece of wood and a block of wood that was made in 1962, it might not be an exact F sharp anymore. Mm-hmm. So when he's playing it in line with things, he'll uh auto tune that. So that like a marimba sounds in key. Yeah. But when you just slap it on for absolute no talent and just to make a weird fucking sound that I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Auto tune can go shit itself. <laughs> I agree. All I right. definitely agree. Would you like to move on to the I would. second song? What is second song? It's not right. I forget. I guess I'm not like I'm not a title person, so I forget to say the title. This is the start of some songs sounding straight like video game music. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, I like that, though. <laughs> I like it because it sounds like a bunch of weird nerds just making music because I think it's what it actually was. Sounds like a old um, game music, like real old game music. Gay music? Game oh. music. This is real old game music. Yeah, it's old game music. Real old game music, like uh, what the fuck you call it? Atari and stuff like that. Atari. Yeah, yeah. You know my cousin Atari. 
playing also, with his joystick all the time. I also like this album and stuff because of his vocals. How he's real weird about how he sings. It'll just be like... Yeah, he definitely puts a, an interesting spin on things vocally. Uh, and you know what else? I just remembered this. I think this appeals to me because I grew up watching Rugrats and Nickelodeon stuff. And Mark Mothersbaugh, I don't know how you say his last name, who's the singer and one of the main writers of Devo, he wrote the Rugrats theme. So, bah, 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 bah. Who was the Devo person who was on... Yo Gabba Gabba? It's gotta be Mark Mothers, bro. He had glasses, circle glasses. Didn't he? I don't know if that's even the right show, but there was a segment where he would draw for kids. I'm sure. Yeah, that sounds like Mark. He's like the kid-friendly guy. He does a lot of soundtracks for kid shows and things like that. I think that's why I already liked that sound. It's still upbeat. It's not... Ah! It's not like it's not like techno music where it just it's out to just make you take ecstasy and <laughs> move your ass. These are actually like rock and roll songs still to me. Yeah, so Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah. B A U G H is the Correct. ending of his name, right? I'd yes. say Mothersbaugh, is that right? Mothersbaugh. Come on down to the mother's bar. Is that the guy who you'd see draw? Yes, from show Cabba Cabba. Does he have circle glasses on that are green? Or a, uh, a bright color? He definitely has interesting glasses on. And does he have curly kind of hair? I can't really tell. But I... Oh, Mark. I, I don't know. I don't. That's him right there. That picture. Okay. They all look alike on the cover of this to me. I don't think so. Well. They all have the same outfit. Suit. They all have the same hat. hat, And this is when the Devo hat came out because this is their, this is, I would say, their big album that had their big. Oh, yeah. The hit? Hit. So. Is this the first time they get hats? Ah, because I know that this is when, I read that this is when they reinvented their sound and whole thing so i assume their look went with that huh i don't know i don't know much about devo i just really know this album mm-hmm. and but you don't even know the names first or anything album. so no how much do you really know the album i know the music All i right. can jam on it i could mouth it the whole time well and annoy people <laughs> well let's get into that track that was released that uh people are going to be the most familiar with yeah a song that we also perform live. Because of car commercials. Boom. Not just that. Here we go. I would say most people just know this. It's a very popular song. And it's still a good song, too. Yeah, there's popular songs in the zeitgeist. That... In the zeitgeist? I don't think I've ever heard you say that word before. Really? I love the word zeitgeist. Because it makes people, people that know what it means go, oh... And people that don't know what it means go, uh. People in the zeitgeist wear spatuli cologne. Why spatuli? Is that your ad? Spatuli cologne. Don't lock me in anything. <laughs> okay. Don't lock me down. No locks. Don't ever bring up ad ideas. 
on the air. If you want to bring it up, write it down and say it to me off the air. Go forward. Do not lock me in things. Try to detect it. It's not too late. Do whip it. Whip it good. I still think this is a good song in general with the album, like I was saying. Oh, I think the song is a good song, period. It's fun. People, I think it's an 80s song. When people think of songs that kind of help represent the sounds of the 80s, this is a sound that is always mentioned. The new wave synth pop. Yeah. Excuse me. That's how I make noises. I know how you make noises, and it's not just like that. You talking about farts? No. Not specifically. Just about everything. My mouth like this. Give the pass a slip. <laughs> Step on a crack. Break your mama's back. When I was working. I had this song playing one time Both Mel and the Previous Person who worked with me Okay Mikkel like, Oh this is from that car commercial I don't even remember this car commercial I don't either Is it something that's more modern Because we haven't had television in years And since we've been together We have not had Like cable access More than we have had it. No. So. I do not know because my response to both of them was, oh, really? Because it's actually that song Whip It by Devo. <laughs> That's how I feel in general. Like it's, But I've always looked back. Like when I had growing up, when I did have cable and things and had access to like VH1 and MTV and things that would recap music and things that music meant. And especially decades, I'm really big on watching like documentaries about decades or whatever like or I just yeah those VH1 things like I love the 80s watched all that shit oh yeah for sure and and behind the music and just different specials that they had about music and times and changes and just different eras and fads and themes through time and Devo's just always been a thing that I I've always known of Devo. I've always uh-huh. known the song. That's why it's weird for me to even hear that this is associated with, uh, not hear that it is. I'm not surprised that it would be used in a, co- a commercial, but I, but I that's mean, what it's reduced to. I, yeah, I feel like this is just, there are some things that I feel like there's no start to knowing their existence. I just, as far back as I can remember, I've just always known that this existed. And this song yeah. is one of those things. You would always, like in those 80s things, they'd always show clips from the video in almost every 80s thing. You'd just see all of a sudden that clip of him like whipping over and it takes the hat and the cowboy's like, ooh. Uh Like they would always show scenes from this video. Just as a popular song. It's it's still a song that I think is easily groovable too. It's a song too that uh, people look at us when we play it. Like... Sometimes the songs we play, people do not give a shit at all, and they're not paying attention in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. But then we'll start whip it, and they'll like most of them will kind of like look up and be like, huh. and then kind of go back to what they were doing. Along. Yeah, yeah. Imagine when Devo goes into this live, the fucking room probably just immediately all becomes one movement, mm-hmm. just bouncing up and down. 
I'd like to see Devo live. I think they still play. I wonder if it's good. I don't know. Might be boring. Yeah, who knows? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have no insight on that at all. <laughs> no real opinion. I I don't know much about Devo either. I Yeah, I did no Devo research. I figured that's not really the role of this fucking podcast either, is to it's, tell people what about the band. You can... It's more just, this music makes me feel this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it um, helps if we also don't pretend to have credentials so people can maybe be more understanding and be like, they're just dummies. They don't <laughs> know what they're be. talking about. Yeah, yeah. It totally can be. I know. I don't know what I'm talking about at least 40% of the time. Yeah. And then it just kind of snowballs into, uh, <gasps> you know, madness. This song's called Snowball. Oh, my goodness. I see what you did there. This is Barry. Video game? Video game. Oh, yeah. But I enjoy it very much. It's like Mega Man. It's actually kind of like Sonic, the Hedgehog, a space level that I used to play all the time. (laughs) Okay. I was never a Sonic person. Specific level I'm thinking of. This song is really groovy. Yeah. Especially when they sing the melody. This uh, this album and this band also helped me get into that other band, uh, XTC. Oh yeah, making plans for Nigel. Making plans for Nigel. And it rolled back down. 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 It's total video game, it, and it sounds like uh, I know I said Sonic, but it's straight up like Pac-Man. It makes me feel like there's a bunch of arcade games around, and I'm in a darkened room. It's more of like an Atari sound for yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's a love song still. Crafty. I'd have such a hard time writing a love song. Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad they decided to go to real drums instead of electronic drums just something about electronic drums that for me personally just lacks oh me too for sure just lacks substance you know (laughs) and you can even almost get away with me if you use real symbols and then fake everything else Mm -hmm. it's just symbols just need to be real or drives me personally crazy and I've had this talk with other people who are into electronic music yeah and it doesn't bother them at all like hi-hats I can't take it when they're fake hi-hats and it's like, like it does that real fast mm-hmm. and I know it's not real but that's my personal tastes my personal tastes are uh, broccoli and chocolate milk and uh, cats <laughs> broccoli and chocolate milk and cats and cats those are my uh those are my tastes. You know, it's a uh, it's a pretty delicious taste. Yeah. Um, Which part? I don't know. You don't like chocolate milk? No, I don't. I remember trying to drink chocolate milk when I was younger to try and be cool. Be cool. Well, other kids looked at you weird when I. If there's 15 kids or 20 kids, and 18 of them are getting chocolate milk, 
Well, and well, one's not allowed to have milk because of dietary restrictions, and the other one's getting white milk. Would you? You would get white. Yeah. And look at me. Basically, white milk was drinking white milk. That's definitely what was happening. And honestly, I didn't even want the milk at all. They just did that to you. I wonder if I could have declined. I'm shocked. I If I could have had two chocolate milks every day, I would have had two, two chocolate milks. I remember so. obsessing over the chocolate I milk. I loved it. I missed it when they took it away. They took it away? Well, they, I mean... We didn't continue having chocolate milk breaks. Oh, okay. I thought you meant chocolate time. milk in general. Can <laughs> you imagine being they in 11th grade? We still get chocolate milk in story time? Yeah, I can imagine it, and it sounds great. Because I was, spoiler, no alert, was stoned quite a bit my senior year of high school. So uh, I would have been okay with having a chocolate milk break in the day. <laughs> It would have been like right in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been yeah. dangerous. I would have actually fallen asleep. <laughs> Probably. Do you remember when we got stoned before I class do that one day? That. And we were both incredibly high. Yeah, because you brought your bong over and I had a really good bud. <laughs> and we were kids. We were newer we were at kids, smoking. Yeah. So, yeah, we've oh been friends for a God. while, by the way. People. I remember you looking at me for, because you sat in like, Two desks ahead, ahead of me of, to the yeah. left. I thought you sat right behind me. Oh no! I think it was like two desks behind, but pretty much because right you were really me. close to Mister Shook. And you looked back and looked at me, and like either I mouthed to you or you mouthed to me. I'm really stoned. I think it, I mouthed to you that I'm like still really stoned. <laughs> and then I mouthed and then back, you were like, me too. Yeah, <laughs> like we were. Yeah, that was a good day. I also remember getting stoned with you before after school. Was that after school, back in the shed? Yes. And I came inside and I ate it. We only had so much time before your teacher mom got home from work. (laughs) So we had to do it really quickly in the shed. And then I went home and you went inside. What did you do when you went home? Do you remember? When I went home, Uh I ate a a generic (laughs) bag of uh, Doritos. The uh, cheese, nacho cheese Doritos. (laughs) Generic bag from Save-A-Lot. And uh, took a nap. Guess what I did? You did the same thing, but with name brand <laughs> Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> I, I ate an entire bag and fell asleep as well. <laughs> Turns out we were meant to be we're together. We're disgusting people. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that one. I'm fucking really disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so I really like that song, Snowball. basically been the same people for a really long time. Yep, yep. But yeah, I really like the song Snowball as well. I think it's one of the grooviest songs on the uh, album. Makes me wonder, since I say things about Kirk and his music sounds like video games, uh-huh. makes me wonder if he tried to write like a rock and roll song with that kind of Like a sounds. rap rock song? No, like a real rock song. I think rock. it would have to end up being rap rock. He writes regular rock and roll songs. Does he can he? do it, yeah. Like He's, full-on songs or just like little yeah. ideas and stuff that he brings to the table? Full-on songs. Huh, I, I mean, didn't know he's, that. He's had Dyke on a Bike for years. Uh, what else is there? He had one called uh, Fist Rape. I don't like that. Yeah, no, as, a, as I said it, I was like, oh, no. And I don't remember it. But the part I didn't like about it was he kept changing it. And he made oh, it you like liked seven it until, minutes long. You liked it until you said it in front of me? <laughs> 
I and then you're like, God damn it, here I, I am again talking about how I love things to do with rape, but I swear I don't like rape. Not in, not in front of you. As I said it, I was like, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. Uh, Tag team back again. I don't write songs like that, though. Raping people with your friends. Listening to music, talking about rape. <laughs> Hanging out in your mind, it's your escape. <laughs> it's not my escape. Daydream I'm, I'm, raper. I am not about a ton of rape. I'm about a ton of love. Segway. That's like the best segue you've probably had so far on this podcast. <laughs> it's so the I'm, first time I've tried. No, it's not. But I it's, mean, actually tried. It's not. But it's the best <laughs> one that you've done. <laughs> Thank you. I like this song a lot too. I love how weird his voice is. I like that they play with it with different sounds that other people wouldn't do. And I think there are a few songs now where, or not, maybe more than a few, where they definitely, and it also because I'm not as familiar with stuff from this time, I'm not saying that they started it, but they definitely made this sound or were part of making the sound more mainstream and more heard, I would assume. I would guess. I mean, they were a huge band. But I would think it almost, the vocals almost have like a punk influence in the sound and how weird they are. It's just that the music is more laid back than punk. I think that's why I also get into it because the vocals do have a punk edge to it. Yeah, and I never even thought about that until just now, listening to it. And maybe it's just I hear it more in the song. (laughs) And it's just goofy. It's almost like I can't hit that note. It's flat. Yeah. I'm doing that. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'll just make it sound weird anyway. It doesn't matter. Take your turn. Now make your move. And crush that down. With a ton of love. With a tiny spoon. I love how weird that sounds. Songs are really short on this album too. Like two two thirty to three minutes is the average. It's has more uh, length than a Blink One Eighty Two album. <laughs> Because I'm making those jokes from 1999. I remember when Columbia House and all that stuff was still going on. And BMG Music. Yeah, yeah. And I got sent uh, Enema of the State by Blink-182. And you sent it back? No, no. My mom came out and she was like, do you know a band called Enema of the State? And I was like, no. Let me look at it. And then I saw it was Blink-182. No, I kept it. Did you listen to it? Uh, yeah, but I kept it only for that. All the small things. Oh, I didn't... it wasn't. What's my age again? Oh yeah, that's the song. What's my age again? Is all the small things a Blink One Eighty Two song? Yeah, too? it's on that album as well. I okay. just didn't. No, I... yeah, I kept it for What's My Age Again. I just assumed out of the two that's the... that that's the one you might what's like more. Again? That's the one what's where. Again? Now I wouldn't ever listen to it, but. That's the one where they ran naked in the video. Yeah, aren't they in an aviation hangar, too, at one point? No, that is 
uh, all the small things. I can't keep it fucking straight. (laughs) It's all the same to me by now. All the small things, they um, they parody pop music stars at the time. Making fun of Blink-182 or Backstreet Boys, aren't they? That's when they're in the hangar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle, laying on a uh, (laughs) A beach beach in the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't really like the music, but I think those guys are funny. Yeah, I liked Blink-182 for a while, so. uh, Ryan Bag coming up again, he liked Blink-182, and he would always play it. I think that there are a chunk, there are a few albums that I probably still own. Yeah. And there might be one in the future on this (laughs) podcast. Bring it on. Let's do it. I mean. Let's do it. I still want to visit early Green Day, like Nimrod or Kerplunk, which I haven't listened to 20 years. Dookie? Yeah, but I, Bob and I listened to Nimrod. Is Nimrod before Dookie? No, it's no, after. No. Kerplunk and uh, 10,000 Smoothed Out Slappy Hours. Like the early stuff is what Bob and I listen to all the time. Hmm, I'm not familiar with that. It's more punk from what I remember. I'm Like I said, it's been at least 20 years since I've heard it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Huh. All right. I think I got one more. And a break. Before it's break time. And it be the title track, Freedom of Choice. Come in. By the way, I never talked about singles or anything like that. You can come in now. Quit knocking and just open the door. I'm tired of this. There you go. Hey, how you doing? So singles. Yeah. No, I'll take I'll take that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that one. Thank you. Because it's my freedom of choice. Anyway, singles. I should just get this out. Girl You Want was first. Whip really, it, was, it wasn't Whip It. No, Whip It was number two. This is number four. And then later a song, The Gates of Steel, was the third release. Uh, if you listen to the non-remastered version of this album... Tell they really laid down the production on Whip It. It's like almost twice as loud as the other songs. So they knew Whip It was the fucking one. This song is groovy. Yeah. I enjoy this song. I think they all have a pretty, really good groove. Like, I think you could take all the things and put everything on guitar and bass only. And it, people, like rock people, would like it even more. I think they're just generally good songs. It's almost got a B-52 sound to it every once in a while. Yeah, I hear that. It has surf rock. That uh, energy. Yeah. Yep. That Level. weirdness. That weird. Uh-huh. Like the same kind of weird that like Welcome to the Dollhouse has. Or it's got that yeah. same feel to it. Or Yeah, I know what you mean. R.E.M. sometimes got a weird feel like this to me, where it's just like a John Waters weirdness. Or it's, just, it's almost like, like... Campy? Campy, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. But like in a John Waters kind of way. God, I love John Waters. We should review a John Waters movie at some point. Which Absolutely. I don't know how familiar you are. I know you... Have we watched Pink Flamingos together? 
not together, no. And I haven't watched Pink Flamingos in a long time. I really like Pecker, and I think that I've never seen that it. would be... You see Stripper Bush. I think I've said it on this podcast before. But stripper Bush? You see Stripper Bush. Stripper Bush? Edward Furlong is an aspiring uh, photographer, and Christina Ricci is in it as well. Huh. But the, oh, oh, no, I took it back. Cereal Mom. The best. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Cereal Mom. I own that. I think that movie is great. Yeah, I have stories about that movie. Are you sure that's yours? Yeah. I had to order it online. Okay. Because it is not easy to find that. Are you fucking kidding me? I felt like I might have bought it. I feel like you definitely did not buy that one. I believe you. I believe you. It's yours. Yeah, that would be a good one, though. I was going to try and go through the John Waters movies that I actually have seen. I think I've only seen Serial Mom. I've seen that more than any of them, I'm sure. I've never seen, like, Hairspray. Have you seen Crybaby? No. I don't like that movie. But I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I just didn't like it. Pink Flamingos is the only other one I could really think Pink of. Pink Flamingos is... There are parts in that movie which are rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but it's rough. It's rough, like... I would rather watch a John Waters movie that doesn't make me feel like I'm going to fucking you, hurl because oh, yeah. someone is no. eating shit. Yeah. I don't really need to... <laughs> That's not a movie I think you watch for enjoyment. I think that's a movie you watch to be like, yeah, I've seen it. It doesn't a guy tie like a sausage around his dick and flash people and walk <laughs> yeah, around in a yeah. trench coat naked and flash yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about that movie. That movie, that movie is fine as it is. Everyone needs to see it at least once. It's just, I feel like I've made, I've seen it enough times that I don't like have to seek it out to be like, unless something happens and I feel like I need to revisit it. I don't think oh, I'm going to go out of my way to, to watch Pink Flamingos too many more times in my lifetime. I also don't think I need to uh, talk about it for two hours. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I think we would find enough to talk about for two fucking hours if we... Yeah. Old Johnny Watts. So let's... Uh, Watts. Yeah. Johnny Watts. Reggie Watts' gonna... uh, uncle. His white uncle. Because he does have a white mom. I'm going to treat us. Treat us. Treat us. You and I listened to this earlier. You got to treat Joe. Oh, did I treat you to this earlier? Yes. Now you're treating us. But I have found a live version. Okay. That I have not listened to at all yet, and neither have you. So we're both getting fresh virgin ears on this one. Freedom of choice covered by a perfect circle, whom I don't listen to. But you like Tool, so you like... I do like Tool. You like Maynard, but... Here we go. I was hoping since it's live, it might be a little bit more... Oh, you haven't listened to this? No. Yeah, we listened to I've a version, a studio version earlier, and it was bad. I mean, it's... I didn't like it. I'm I sorry. didn't like it. It's not bad. It's just... I just don't like a perfect circle. It's too laid back for me. A perfect circle is all the parts of Tool that I don't like in a band. You know what I'm saying? Just ominous. But I was hoping since this is the live version, it might be a little bit more rocking. I just I think it's a really interesting choice to begin with. I don't think it's executed very well. Because I don't think it's weird. It needs to be weird. It's just another droney, a perfect circle song. 
I mean, I'm not saying it's not rock. I do like it more than the studio version. Yeah, I just don't. Compared to the original. Oh, no. The original has so much groove to it. Personality. Genuine. Difference. This, again, just could sound like any of Perfect Circle songs, so... Well, it, was, it was their freedom of choice to cover it, I guess. It's my freedom of choice to walk out, so it's time <laughs> to take a break. It's a break time. Gonna go to the bathroom, and we're gonna hang out. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. It's a rave. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... The number seven kitchen utensil company in America has a brand new deal to steal, and you won't want to miss out on this. Introducing the new Wife Duties Egg Beater. Are you happy with the job that your wife is doing in the kitchen? Could her egg whites be stiffer? Does she serve you scrambled eggs where you can see both the white and the yolk cooked separately? Well... For when things need a whipping, and to help your wife be better in the kitchen, buy her our new Wife Duties Egg Beater. For a limited time, if you buy a new Wife Duties Egg Beater for her, you get a Wife Beater tank top for you. Win-win! Make breakfast great again. All right, and now a special couple of critics podcast presentation of Herschel J. Pithead's Love Poems. Of love. Love poems of love. Hello, and now I shall read Love Sonnet 44. If the dull substance of my flesh were thought, injurious, distance should not stop my way. Oh boy. For then, despite of space, I would be brought from limits far remote where thou dost stay. No matter then, although my foot did stand upon the farthest earth, seriously, removed from thee. Come on, man. For nimble thought can Jumbo see and land as soon as think the place where he would be. But ah, thought kills me. All right, he's done. Okay. That I am not. God damn it, he's not done. To leap large length of miles when thou art gone, but that so much of earth and water rot. I must attend time's leisure with my moan. All right, there Receiving you. not by elements so slow, bitch. but heavy tears of either's woe. And okay, yeah, we're done this time. All right. Yes. Partial J. Pinhead, ladies and gentlemen. That was fucking terrible. What? What do you mean? I mean, it was unbearable. It wasn't unbearable. You're a fucking asshole. You made asshole. people listen to Shakespearean poetry. It was beautiful. It was not a good time. It was beautiful. All right. That's been Herschel J. Pinhead. Right. Love poems of love. I'm out of here. What? Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Oh, I'm good job. I'm being treated like this every time oh, I get in a with you. Here it goes again. Yes. It's all about Herschel. It's all about Herschel. Love poems of love. He lost his girl. So it happened all the time. Hello. Wow. Whoa. 
Welcome back to the podcast. Hold it, hold it. expecting to do that i was pretty impressed with myself now i'm gonna be breathing like this for the rest of the podcast yeah you look a little lightheaded now <laughs> i could have passed out <laughs> <laughs> i was really hoping you didn't take it that far but uh what you're willing to do for an audience you can't even see uh, what you're yeah, doing yeah. hello people hi we back we we've been listening back. to devo the Sam poop did you wipe properly? <laughs> properly? I don't know about that, but I did wipe. Okay. I wish we had like a bidet system or a water jet system. Even though we have a shower right next to the toilet with yeah, but that's a shower. One of those wands. <gasps> oh, I didn't think about it. Oh my god, it's a new day, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new it's day. It's a new day. It's a new night. Just stick my ass Sam's into the tub. going to clean up his butt right. He's gonna use the wand. He's gonna spray the water. But to start bringing a wand to work to attach to the sink at work. You could get, <laughs> you know, those disposable toilet bowl cleaner things that they have. Like no, you like clip on a disposable piece and you clean like, oh, the inside of yeah, a toilet, yeah, and then you like declip it into the trash. Uh huh. Yeah, you should get one of those for your butt. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, welcome Christmas back, list. guys. We are here to... <laughs> that's a long ways away. All right, uh, birthday list. How about I get it to you for Jesus' resurrection? He's alive! He is risen. He's alive! Oh, Michelle. Heaven's gate, so broken wide. He's alive! <laughs> Heaven's gate. That cult? No, it's... I'm familiar with a Dolly Parton version, but it's a song that exists. And that was it? He's alive. Wow. He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jeffries will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Literally, so we are halfway through the Devo album Freedom of Choice. Yes, and so far, I feel like you've been enjoying it. Yeah, I've told you that I enjoyed this, so you're feeling right. He's alive! He's now, it's just, now it's just going to be in my head. You want to listen to it by Dolly Parton, the Dolly Parton version? I, I'm not sure. I kind of feel like we might have to, but it's kind of making me nervous. Well, I mean, what do you expect it's going to be? You know it's not going to be something that you would enjoy. The gates and doors are barred and all the windows fastened down. <laughs> I don't even know where this idea came from in my head. I haven't heard this song in years, but I used to have to listen to this in my last foster home. This was played on Easter morning before we went to church. What? This was played loudly throughout the trailer. Wow. Through the trailer. Just before the sunrise, Ooh. I heard something at the wall. It's dramatic. Sounds the gate very began dramatic. began to rattle, and the voice began to call. I hurried to the window. It takes a little while, I believe, before it gets to yeah. the big breakout part, but I think it's worth waiting if you want to know. The sound of 
of soldiers' feet. Oh. This album is called but there was no one Dolly Parton in many. White Limousine. Her White Heaven. White Limousine. She said they moved him in the night and none of us knows where. Wow, that's not a voice. song is dramatic. <laughs> I'm so, I, it's crazy that we're listening to this right now. Take a guess when this came out. Year of release. 1978. 1989. It's the 30th solo studio album by Dolly Parton. Wow. The 30th. You didn't even get to the He's Alive oh. part. Oh, really? Okay. I forgot that's why we were listening. <laughs> no, it's... it's. I, it, see, I, it's been a long time since I heard that song. I think I underestimated it. I think it takes a while to get to it. Oh, look at you getting impatient. Oh, shit. This song is long. Because you have to get to the instrumental breakdown. It's coming. It's really good music, though. This is way better than it was. <laughs> now you know that this song exists. Oh yeah, you know it's gonna be referenced now. Look at the picture. Wow. Limousine is spelled L-I-M-O-Z-E-N. She's hillbilly. Hillbilly limousine. Okay, you can take this down now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I didn't want to have to listen to like two more minutes to get to that. I didn't part. realize you skipped that much. I yeah, I skipped quite just... a bit. Oh, I didn't realize that. But yeah, I knew it took a little bit to get to that part, but I, I underestimated. But yeah, that's. He's alive. He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Heaven's gates? Well,. Do you think Heaven's Gates are Gates of Steel? Boom! Another segue in the books. Except I didn't turn up the volume. <laughs> Damn it. It's okay. Positive energy. Positive push. Yes! I think it does help. You force yourself into a different place it's like rock and roll guitar right there it's almost dire straits see i got very much more of minus like the drums i have like a getty lee rush feel from this song even the singing almost yeah that's i think that that gave me the biggest getty lee vibe when i heard this song in the beginning this is the this is what I like most about the podcast, is when you say things like that. I would have never, ever thought Rush and Getty Lee on this. Just like on Guar when you said David Lee Roth. But you hear it in his voice, right? as soon as you say it, I'm just like, oh. Yep, I hear it. I hear it. But yeah, you're right, besides the drums. And maybe even the guitar, because I would say that, I mean, Rush is technically a technically good band. 
Rush is a fucking awesome it's band. Just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> technically, though, because they're a very technical band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Getty Lee is what I really, like, that sound. Not there, but that stuff sounds like Devo. But yeah, other than yeah. that, I think that this song sounds a lot less like being weird Devo. It's almost just like someone's real voice that just so happens to sound a lot like Giddy Lee. Yeah, real voice where he's not kind of hamming it up. And that weird Devo voice. And I would almost think that this song also, along with having the Getty Lee vocal sound, has kind of like a funky feel to me. A little bit. Yeah, I agree. I, completely. I mean, the guitar is like... And even the vocal style. Just kind of giving less of a fuck to put anything yeah, on. There's attitude in it. And rawness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the and thing this about- was the third single, right? Thank you, son. Yeah, it was. It's yeah. the third single, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Fuck. Sorry. I don't really know Devo lyrics too much, and I didn't really read them for this either. This part of me didn't want to know what they are for some reason. It's like you just like the feeling, and that's all you care about. Yeah, and that's happened to me before, where I find out what the actual lyrics are to something, and it kind of then it's not the same, and it almost isn't as good. I know what you mean. But I love lines like that, like <laughs> "Man's not made of steel." Still feels video gamey to me as well. Yeah, but like I feel space less. video game. Yeah. I don't re- space surf rock. Maybe only during that little instrumental break, but I don't feel that way throughout any other part of the song. I really feel like that's like the most raw of the tracks. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Or at so. least up until this point, oh. for sure. It's fine. You can just let it play. I didn't mean to, but this is the next song. Cold War. I like this song a lot. It gets to like space nerd. Uh, yeah, I like I like the attitude of this song too. Uh huh. In the lyrics. You. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, this song is cool. I like this fucking song. No, no. You. Disagree. Yeah, I forgot what the word was, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I love I mean, the first words are all this in love and war. So it looks like war. I just now thought of this because I brought up Dave Brocky earlier. Okay. They do the he, Dave does the diva thing though. I would agree. I just now heard it and was like, oh, fuck, that's Dave. That's one of the things I don't like about Dave, though, so that's interesting. Yeah. Because I like it in Devo. I think it probably fits easier in Devo because it's, it's almost nerdy doing that. So when you're trying to put it in a rock, 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 rock band, you know? Yeah. All about death. It does get kind of weird. All about death. It's true. And drugs. In the infamous R word. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. 
in that part. Go, go. Fight, fight. Punch. <laughs> go, go. Excuse me. There's, there's a couple songs on this one where it's, it's like aliens did write the song. It's just so weird sounding. This is, this is back to spacey. I assume that we're definitely going to have a lot of our non-human crowd. We're going to have a surge in listens from our non-earthly listeners. I like how this song ends too. Which is coming up very soon. You. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. I like that song. <coughs> a whole lot of attitude. It's Tons even, of that punk attitude. It's, I was gonna say, it still has a punkness to Just it. Just not so much of a punk delivery. I mean, it does vocally, but not musically. Yeah, but it still feels like punk, doesn't it? Because I, I think punks so, yeah. were into Devo. I think you saw punks at Devo shows. Were, was New Wave more, I guess, appealing to uh, I think they, they both, I think they wrote an edge together. It makes sense because they did still have that attitude, like the cure and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. They and weren't punks, do punks like the but cure. they looked like punks and they still had that like punky attitude, but it was more like, it was like pre-emo. Yeah. Pre-emo, getting into goth territory. And people who were into emo were usually into... Like they were like a new, like a new punk, kind of emo yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Because it'd be like screamo stuff, but also like I'm in pain. Yeah. It gets into early goth and not goth that like we. Th- I think there's two sections of goth. When I think of goth, I think of Marilyn Manson. Exactly. There's that's the second wave of goth. I call it where it was baggy pants and chains and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I think the there's the first wave of goth where it's like the cure. Yeah, that where, makes sense. Where you're seeing like Robert Smith, that's yeah, the first wave of goth. I would think. And I'm emo goth. Yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. want. I mean, it's not. I it's think there's a two sections sound. of emo too. Yeah, screamo there's, and there's and it, then like dashboard confessional, which Bobby go. listened to, which is I've never heard a single almost song. like singer songwritery, but super whiny. Uh, yeah, he, he loved Dashboard. I was never in Dashboard. It. Oh, you're you're so close to him. You're on a first name basis. I'm huh? not close to them. But hey, that's... Dashboard, how you doing? That's Miss Mister Confessional to you. Uh. Yeah, positive energy. <laughs> positive energy. Positive push. All right. Yes. Let's move on. That's my favorite Birdieism of all time. What? Yes. <laughs> I think mine is just positive energy. Enjoy it. <laughs> yes. All righty. Let's move on to the next song. It's called Whip It. <laughs> it's it's called Whip It. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they just filtered the song throughout the entire album so you didn't forget what the real fucking hit was. <laughs> Alright, this is all called Don't You Know. <laughs> this sounds punk in the music. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the, even the lyrical content of what I can pick up with that one, everything. That outbreak or whatever. Things that he's not supposed to have makes him want it more. Total punk attitude. 
And I think they're pretty young at this time. They're still two, probably in their 20s. That's my guess. And he's Beals. twisted up inside. Oh, this is the song where he talks about the rocket in his pocket. Yeah, it's coming up soon. He's talking about a boner. <laughs> He's horny and he doesn't have a place to put his dick. Like a plug without a socket? I got a rug. I got a rocket in my pocket, but I don't know what to do. Like a plug without a socket. I'm just waiting around for you. So, yeah. Is there ever a line in the song about jerking it? No, I think right here where it says, you give me blue balls, blue balls, blue balls, blue balls. Yeah, I don't think that he ever did. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Here it comes. Give me blue balls, blue balls, blue balls. Blue balls. <laughs> Give me blue balls, blue balls, blue balls. Blue balls. I don't jerk off because I want to impregnate you, you with my you. <laughs> impregnate you with my you. Such a poet. But I know it. I'm oozing cheese like an unfunny disease. Disease. Uh, they're a band that likes to use. That was a quick cutoff, by the way. What? Uh, that quick ending. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to oh, comment on. I'm sorry. Is that they always, not always, but they like to use the. Abrupt ending. They're okay with just they're okay with hammering down. Done. Which I like. I like it when bands do that instead of the fade out. That's something that I have always remembered about Mr. Norton, a band teacher who was also a I had him as a music theory teacher. But he talked about his frustration with certain music that he felt didn't end properly. That didn't close? Yes. Like, he felt like he wanted closure to songs, and that there were so many songs that would, like, build up like it was going to do something and just end. And he felt that very dissatisfying. Uh And I've always remembered that about him. So it makes me, like, think of music differently based on how it ends and if it works right with the song. It has always altered the way that I analyze a song since he said that. It's weird how people will do that, and they don't even realize the influence that they have on you the impact that just an offhand offhand comment for them it's just something that i've never forgotten Uh uh-huh and for him it was just a gripe like he just got away Mm -hmm. from him (laughs) yeah and it it might not even be something that he feels as strongly about today but i think that it's correct though because sometimes you do want to have closure in a song but i disagree that you need closure in all songs i agree with you on that sometimes i think that it's yeah, but uh, there are things that have left weird tastes in my mouth because I don't feel like they end right. Yeah. So I do. I understand where he's coming from in that sense. I don't think it. I don't know that he meant it as a blanket statement to apply to everything. I think that he had certain things in mind when he made that comment, and I I just I've been able to apply it to certain situations where I think it has made an influence on my choices. I assume he was just bitching about. 
the doors because he always bitched about the doors. He did fucking hate the doors, but he hated the organ sound and thought that yeah. they were it's bland. too much. Yeah. So it was always way too loud, too. I don't know if I've said this before, but the older that I get, the less that I like the doors. Like every year, I feel like I like the doors less and I respect them less musically. But I think that most of it that I respect less is Jim Morrison. He would have been a pain in the ass to deal with. Absolutely. I think a lot of what he said wasn't brilliant. It was just mm-hmm. fucking, it was maybe brilliant in his mind, but it was drunk jibber jabber. It was a lot of it was just thoughts that he had that fit together to him, which I mean, people are used <laughs> to it and everyone's heart. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that he was a genius, I guess is what I mean. I feel like Jim Morrison hurt the doors, <laughs> but I'm saying that some of the songs were good, but most of them are overrated. I definitely have, I don't want to say less respect for the Doors as I get older. I just, it's less interesting to me as I get older, but I still love a lot of the Doors songs, but I will agree with you that Jim Morrison is the weak link for sure. Oh, yeah. I th- I think so, at least. I don't know if it's technically a correct statement to make that because I don't know the musicality uh-huh. of each band member, but <laughs> yeah. no one seemed as unhinged and, you know, being arrested for exposing themselves on stage and shit. Uh huh. So, I don't know. I keep thinking of like organ lines that I actually loved and that were written very well. Like, uh huh. Like, I agree with that. Like, he was really good at writing actual music. And even just when you think of, or at least when I think of the doors, it's always like. Come on, come on, come on, come on, and touch me, Can't you see that I drink a lot of whiskey? Oh, can you smell these leather pants that I've been wearing for 14 days? And I definitely do not wash my dick, but I fuck a lot of pussy. I haven't washed my dick in 10 days, but I've slept with six girls. But I really don't do anything. They just get on top of my whiskey dick. (laughs) I'm too drunk to perform, yeah. So I just lay there down. Look at my beard. All right, let's go into the next song instead of just bashing Jim Morrison for a while. You know that fucker smelled terrible. Guaranteed. There's no way he didn't. Imagine his breath. He looked like he smelled bad. Oh, yeah. A lot of those people people look like like, they smelled bad back in the day. When people think that he was, like, sexy, I don't see it. He looked like a fucking (laughs) drunken (laughs) ass. Maybe not an asshole, but kind of like he would make an ass of himself. I think, And being like, I'm so brilliant. But I'm really just like a drunk, incoherent guy yeah. who smells bad. I think he's probably the guy that you had to take care of. Uh-huh. Like, oh, fuck. He got pick too him up fucked again. up. And he was young. When we think about it, he died six years ago for in our lives, like from where we it, are. Because we were. he was Jesus. 27. He was a kid. Wow. He was I, not a man. I was just as drunk as him at 27, probably. Uh, or I wasn't just as drunk, but you imagine... Having his, an endless resource of money. You don't have to do anything in your day-to-day. It's not like you have a job day-to-day. 
You'd be fucked up. Or at least I would be fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Especially in that time period where it's just, I'm allowed to be like this. Where it's just a party and everyone wants to party. And and you're way more of a god. Fuck you. But that's also, I think that's self-imposed. The, he the made it like stature. Yes, he was like, "I'm a god." Well, he didn't necessarily say it, but he acted like it. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> he was the lizard king. <sighs> All right, let's get away from this. Let's get <laughs> let's get pepped up. Let's positive energy. What positive yes! energy? <clears throat> That's pep. Yeah, God damn it, you beat me to it. Let's get some pep. That's Enjoy pep. Enjoy it. Do you think Brody liked? Uh, Devo? Yes! <laughs> I love this bass synth line. And this song is way different than the other ones. It's got like a Latin thing going on, and then real happy all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't think that this song necessarily stood out to me too much. It was kind of one of the uh, songs that I think I would zone out to a little bit. I am right there with you. I do. I love the bass line, but when it gets to this, this is the most interesting part of the song, if you ask me. The bass line? The bass line and the verse, whole verse part. But then when it starts going into this... Kind of. It feels like more of a filler song to yeah, me. Yeah, it does. That's Pep. That's Pepsi. Pepsi Cola. Pepsi Cola. There aren't a lot of lyrics to this. Is this a pretty short song? They're all pretty short, but yeah, this is like. Two minutes and 19 seconds. God damn it. There was the on camera or on microphone. Yawn. And I just made you yawn. Yeah, but I had the decency to do it off the fucking mic. I was talking. I tried to do it off mic. Yeah, this definitely feels like a filler song. This feels like a bunch of riffs that just threw them together. Well, that's Pep. I bet they didn't play this live. You know that's Pep. You know that's Pep. Even though I feel like it's supposed to be a song that brings energy based on that's Pep, I just don't think it does. It's, it almost feels like monotone. The uh, delivery overall. Even though it's technically not, it just feels bland and flat and... Just no fun. It's not fun to me. It's not not fun. It's just boring. I think it's boring in comparison to the rest of the songs that were way more interesting melodies, I think. Excuse me. Sorry. Like, this doesn't even feel like actual melodies put together. It just felt like bridges put together into one song. Hey, we need a song. Well, remember those riffs that we had? Let's just... Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I think I kind of feel that way about the this next song as well. 
this song, Mr. B's Ballroom. Yeah. Oh, hit the wrong one. Now, how about this? You can't tell much of a difference, to be honest, <laughs> in the beginning. I like this song way more than That's Bad. I don't really remember this song. I feel like this is another song that kind of, uh, like I had been zoned out from the last song. I'm not sure exactly when I come back in on this. Yeah. But I don't really, I can't tell you what the song is or how it goes right now. Like I'm waiting to remember what the song is. Three cheers, they yelling again. Three cheers, they'll be added to the It's got this really interesting so voice in it where he's like, hey, you know, where'd you go with no way? This makes me feel like I'm watching the beginning credits of an 80s movie that is mostly about college kids and high school kids. Or kid, <laughs> high school kids maybe going to college. I thought you were going to say that. Uh, a movie about kids that create a woman through science. <laughs> Can't you just like imagine actor names appearing on the screen? Oh yeah. So kids are getting ready and going to school for the last day of school. Oh yeah. Showing like someone's missing the bus right now. Going by lock. Yeah, <laughs> going by lockers. Someone's stuff just fell out of all the lockers. Oh, I don't think they're at school yet. Oh, getting ready for school. People are still like, yeah, someone just, they're running after the bus. They missed it. Someone just woke up for school and they got three minutes to get there. Some bully bumped into a nerdy kid and his books fell out of his backpack because for some reason he didn't fucking zip it up. Uh, there's a stoner kid smoking out of an apple. See why this one could get lost in the mix again. No. I think I came back during this song, but this part. Yeah, that almost gives me like a Zappa feel. Ah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that sound. Oh no, I wouldn't call that song. Super new wave. I don't call the song bad. It just doesn't appeal to me very much. But it's more appealing than the previous song. I think it's more new wave. This is interesting. That sound. Yeah, I feel like that's. I wonder if that's been used. Let me see here. No, it doesn't say that it's been... According to Genius.com, it has not been sampled or anything. That's surprising. That huh. sound... And it wasn't. It didn't sample anything else. So this song was written by Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah. Well, he's like the main guy. Yeah, it just says him alone. He has the solo writing credit. Um, it doesn't break down... Because usually it breaks down different instruments. Oh, yeah. Just written by Mark, so all of those sounds I think you'll find are coming out of one of man's brain. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. But that's not true necessarily because you can just write the main line of the song, and little auxiliary things don't count. So if the guitar player added a little like, it doesn't necessarily mean he wrote the song because the melody of the song is one other thing that's how a lot of guys in history have gotten fucked over not getting paid yeah like oh well 
technically you didn't write the song. Because that's an auxiliary part. Like, well, that's the part everybody fucking knows, man. That's the hook, motherfucker. It's weird. Motherfucker. I know that there's there's one more track, but on this yes. Genius website, it is, I don't know if it's just suggesting another Devo album, but there's a Devo album that came out in the year 2000, I guess, and it's called Pioneers Who Got Scalped. So that's interesting. I wonder if it's a cover album. I don't know. 2000. Exactly. On the dot. That would make sense, though, right? Cover album, Pioneers That Got Scalped. Who Got Scalped. Oh, Pioneers Who Got Scalped. You are the son of an English teacher. You should know better. I'm the son of an English teacher. You're the son of an English teacher. (laughs) I don't think so, because the very first track is called Jocko Homo. That's their song. And then Mongoloid. That's their song. Be Stiff. Uncontrollable. uncontrollable Yeah, these are all their songs. I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Too Much Paranoias. Secret Agent Man. And then you have like Freedom of Choice, Gates of Steel, Whip It. So they're just doing their own songs? Yeah. Updated? I don't really know what this... It's long. I'm not even through it. 50 tracks? Are you on Google Play right now? No, I'm on Genius. So I don't... What's that album called? Pioneers Who Got Scalped. I want to look this up because I want to hear a, <clears throat> an updated version of their shit. Gee. Unless it's just them re-releasing it like a greatest hits. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really do not. It doesn't say... It doesn't give a description of what this album is, which is kind of surprising. And I don't have that album available to me. Yeah, 50 tracks, so I'm not really sure. But we do have one more track to get to in this album. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's a good time to get to it. Planet Earth, here we go. Sorry, non-Earthers. This song's about us. I think this whole last section of the album, they got more new wave and electronic. I think so, too. Which is probably why you check out. Yeah, I like the first half of the album more. Me too. I think it's front-loaded for the rock and roll crowd. Yeah. And I think this is a preview of what they're going to become more. I agree. I think that's, yeah. I had a girl in a dress. Even though I think this is a, Say face was a pretty rocking song compared to the last two. Another song that talks about a girl's face being a mess, and I fucking love that reference in songs. Your face is a mess. I love it. Your face is a mess. It's a place to live your life. Where pleasure follows pain. It's hilarious line to me. It's a place to live your life. Pray that it won't rain. Drive around in cars. Get drunk in local bars. Dream of being stars. Well, I lived all my life on planet Earth. I do I like this song, though. I do come back for this yeah. song. This, it's got energy to it. Got energy. Positive energy. Planet Earth. Yes. <laughs> I saw a girl who's all controlled Oh, and she lost to It's like the tempo gets you back I saw her try to catch And I like that little This I think this has On planet Yeah, this sounds like multiple video games Not that I can name, but I think there are different sounds in here That remind me I think Sonic the Hedgehog first game The whole time Inspired. Someone inspired someone. I wouldn't be surprised. 
In fact, I should look at one of those sonic levels right now. On the YouTubes. I saw a man on a stage scream. Put me back in my cage. I saw him hang by his tie. I saw enough to make me cry on planet Earth. Yikes. On planet Earth. Alright. I found the sonic music that all this stuff reminds me of. Ah, you know I it? I think. I might be wrong, but I found it on YouTube and after this plays, I'm checking it out. Super nerd by the end of it. I'm sure nerds loved Devo because it was like, oh, it's nerdy like me, but it's still popular. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Starlight Zone theme music. Oh, no, this is not what I remembered at all. <laughs> Listen to that, Michelle. It's still jamming. I'm dancing in my seat. <laughs> Girl, if you like, I will play video games and all right. collect all those coins for you. Maybe it was this one. Nope. Oh, I love this song. Sorry, I was wrong in that it sounded like Devo at all. But goddamn it, this song fucking jams. Yeah, I have more of like a Tevin Campbell 90s vibe from this. Man, I just want to play Sonic the Hedgehog now. God damn. It was always too fast-paced for me. I they bet. gave me anxiety. Yeah. I'm so I could never play it. I can't play games nowadays because it gives me that same anxiety, but I was the right age. Perfect for that game. It, it was always... It's never my style. So that was the Debo album, Freedom of Choice. Ah. Short listen. Yeah. We stretched it out. We always find ways to stretch out the holes. But I think, yeah. I, I was getting ready to talk about my opinions on it stuff, but that's getting ready to come up with is. your questions. Yes, so it's question time. It is question time. Question time. Question time. Question time. Question time. So, Sam, why did you choose this particular album? Uh, I don't know. It popped up into my head, and I was like, hey, I think that's going to be a good one. It's not going to alienate Michelle. I think people that listen to this podcast might enjoy it, and... It's a fun, it's a fun album. I was just like, hey, holy shit, I think for once I'm going to have something that's like going to translate well. Yeah. <laughs> and there's really only one song on this album that I was familiar with. So this was completely new to me. I just going to want to go ahead and say that. What do you think that I thought of this when you first said it to me? Initial reaction, I think it was just a, uh, this is going to be the easiest of all that Sam has given me. Oh, uh, No. Not quite true, because we listen to like... Whoa! Yeah, that's going to be a thing, probably. Um, <laughs> we changed desks. Not as strong. Um, <clears throat> I think that there were some things that I was maybe more familiar with, like Alice Cooper, Love It to Death, and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But I, I, did, I was a little bit excited, because we do perform Whip It live, and I, I was just kind of interested in... Uh, and what it entailed. I can say that I was 
Like, uh, I was so uh, pleasantly surprised. And this would be like, I think in the when I give you things, when I give you something metal, you kind of know what it's going to be. Whereas yeah. with this, this might have been like, I don't know what the rest of this is actually going to sound like. I go straight tight butthole when you give me <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I know something bad's going to happen. <laughs> I know I'm not fucking awesome. I, know, uh, I mean, I just know that I'm not going to be connected to it. Not yet, at least. We can, we'll see what happens. You never know. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Cool. So you'll have that. So what was my prior judgment to listening to it? I think I just answered it. Yes, you did. So that's it all rolls into itself. How many times did you listen to this, Sam? Uh seven or eight. Yeah, I'd say mine was about six or seven. Oh, nice. All the way through. Nice. So yeah. It, I listened to it today in completion. It was good. Before I we did the podcast. It. I know you did because I was right behind you in a song. So I was like, okay, I'll just kind of skip ahead because I was near the end of the song anyway. Uh-huh. And then you were right behind me. And then I was just like, I can't fucking like because I was singing the lyrics out. Loud. Yeah. And then I found that um a perfect circle version. Ah, yeah. And then was just like, oh my God, I have to hear this. And then I had to share it with you because yeah, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Least favorite song. Do you are you ready for this? Do you know what this is or do you need to look? At the track list. I think I know, but I do need to look at the track listing just because I'm not good at the name thing, but I know what song it is. Okay. So if you want to say first. My least favorite is Gates of Steel. Really? And I think it's because it reminds me too much of Getty Lee. Really? Yeah, well, I think so. Give, uh, and I, giving everybody a taste. And I think it's because it actually gives me less of a, a less positive energy. It actually makes me... It's the only song that really makes me feel kind of like a distaste for it versus just zoning out to it. Here it is, Gates of Steel. It sounds so 80s. Yeah. And like <laughs> the vocals, I'm just not super into. Gates of Steel. What is your least favorite, Sam? My least favorite is That's Pep. It's just, it's like the happiest to me. It's almost a little too happy for me. I like this part, like I said earlier, with the bass and stuff. But just when it's doing the... It's definitely a weak spot. I agree with that. So... Favorite? Favorite song. Oh, do you want to go first? I will since I did last time. Okay. Snowball. Snowball. I think followed closely by Girl You Want. Uh, yeah, two very good songs. Because I think Girl You Want starts it out really well. But Ooh, here we go, Snowball. I just, I like the sound of Snowball. It's yeah, interesting. I do. I like this song a lot. I like the lyrics of this song a lot that I know too. I like the sound. I like the sound of the music, but the way that, yeah, the not necessarily the lyrics, but the way that the lyrics are performed. I like the lyric content because of the. And or whatever. I like the idea of taking an emotion and talking about it as a snowball and it gets too big. Yeah. And like you can go too fast and you're not ready for it. I, mean, I just like the comparisons of it. Mostly because I don't listen to a lot of love songs. So when there's a love song, <laughs> I'm actually like, oh, I like the way you're talking about it. It's 
I like it a little extra. Yeah, I like Snowball. What is your favorite tune? Well, first I want to say Snowball is my second favorite song. Okay. And my first favorite song is the one you said was your second favorite song. <laughs> is Girl You Want. I don't know why, but I really like this song. I think it has great fucking line. energy. Yeah, I love this guitar line. This it's song so weird. is in my head, has been in my head a lot this week. Yeah, it's always in my head. That's another reason I picked it too. It's the one that gets stuck in my head the most that I don't get upset about. And Weird Al did a version of this song on that tour. Oh, on the last one? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's pretty good. The... I was going to say low-key covers, I could, but then I forgot what I was going to say. Low so how did you... So this is something that you said that you've only... It's been less than a year that you've I think to so. I think so. Or maybe a year at the most. So regarding the how did you originally feel about this, and I, you're still kind of in that range, but how did you... When you first listened to this, obviously you were like, I'm going to keep listening to this, right? Um, when I first listened to it, there was definitely some songs that I was like, rubbed me kind of weird. And it's just why I just knew it wasn't my thing quite yet. But for some reason, I was just in my brain. I was like, no, I think I really actually enjoy this. I just need to get over over that it's okay to like music that doesn't have distorted guitars in it all the time. It's okay to like, which I'm not saying I haven't in the past. But this. There's almost a mentality that comes with like. With metal? Yeah. yeah. Staying oh, there hard. Is. There is. There is, which is why I'm trying to get out of that mentality, which is why I love doing this podcast, too, because it's helping me get out of that mentality any, even further, which I've been trying to get out of for the last six, seven years anyway. Yeah. And so it's just, I just originally felt like there's a weirdness to this that I know I like. I might not like it all quite yet, but I'm just going to keep listening to it. And there's albums that I've done that to, or done that with. Like, I don't know what there is about this, but I think I'm just... I think this is something I like. It just feels like you need to keep. I just think it needs to be familiar, and then I'm going to fucking love it. Hmm. It's like when I first listened to that Pentagram album. Yeah. It wasn't my type of rock and roll quite, but there was something about it that just drew me in, and I just kept listening to it, listening to it, and now I fucking love every song of that thing. Yeah. And now I really like this album a lot. Mm-hmm. The more and more and more I listen to it, I'm like, the more I dance, the more I jam, and the more I like find myself air drumming and when I start air drumming and shit to s- stuff that's when I like it <laughs> so would you recommend this to yes people? yes I would not to everybody yeah you would recommend it I would definitely recommend it okay uh, would I be ashamed to tell people I'm listening to it nice would I choose to listen to this again yeah Sweet. I enjoyed this I, cool. this is one that I think uh, might actually stick more as a whole album versus just one song that I might like add into a mix. Enjoy, yeah. yeah. So I do think that I'll listen Killa. to it again. Ah, we have a success, a success. Yeah, a success. I did it. That's rare for me. Ah, yeah, because you've never said that you would listen to any album that I've played for you again, unless it's something that you've already listened to on your own. It's true. So, yeah. So maybe I am more open than you are. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I wish I had a way for you to hear what just happened to this poor chair. Okay, so (laughs) we are now to the part of the podcast where we tell each other what is next. Okay. Yes. Yes. It is Michelle's turn. That one smells. like I don't have a window that I can roll down. 
She pooped her pants, ladies and gentlemen. No, it, there's definitely nothing that came out other than some rank-ass air. Literally and figuratively. Rank-ass air. Rank-ass air. So, okay. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to say anything specifically about this because we will save the details for next week. This is an album I'm going to make you listen to. You will be traveling this week, so... Yes, I will. Uh, I am giving you 311 Greatest Hits, 93 to 2003. A Greatest Hits album? Yes. We've broken the Greatest Hits. No, we did that the second episode when you gave me Collection 2 by Misfits. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... So say it again. 311 Greatest Hits. 9303. If I when I type in, which it might be because it's in there's, my there's another greatest hits. This was just of the first. I think that they were just being open to there being more. Gotcha. Uh, that after they ten were crossing years, their fingers. After ten years of a career, they thought let's put out a best of because they were popular in gotcha. the nineties. Gotcha. So we will be listening to three eleven greatest hits. <laughs> Sweet. All right, so that's the end of the podcast. Yes, thank you everyone awesome. for listening. Uh, please check out, there's now a Facebook page for Roland Graphics LLC. Yes, our good friend Jimmy, who designs all the really funny things where he photoshops our faces into pictures and stuff that we always share. Yeah, we don't share all of them, but we've shared almost all of them, and he made that awesome... Uh, what what would you even call it? A, a banner? banner? We, we he gave us a banner. Yeah, we it just randomly showed up at our house. He's so, the shit, and he's really good at what he does. And he's very good at what he does. Roland Graphics LLC Facebook page. Get it? Yes. <laughs> R O L A N D Rowland Rowland down the awesome. river. All right, now check us out on all the social media stuff. We are on Instagram and we are on Facebook. Couple of critics podcast. Check it out. Let uh, us know what you tell think. your friends. Do the subscribe thing. Do all the things to make our podcast go over better with people. Because <laughs> we're not going to make it any better. That's your job. Yeah, we. We're ending it with this. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time I do the podcast and it's my turn, I end it with an annoying. With something uncomfortable. Song. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm out of here. <laughs>